Good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Monday, October 2nd. Today, Capitol Hill is lurching from one crisis to the next, this time careening to a historic effort to oust a speaker just two days after Congress barely averted a government shutdown. Congressman Matt Gates announced yesterday that he will file a motion to vacate on Speaker Kevin McCarthy this week sometime. And that could happen as soon as tonight when the House gavels back in session. But first, a couple of housekeeping measures for you. California Governor Gavin Newsom will appoint Emily's List President LaFonza Butler to fill Dianne Feinstein's seat. At least that's what our colleague Chris Catalago scooped yesterday. The announcement is expected to come sometime today. Interestingly enough, the announcement actually comes with no preconditions that Butler doesn't run for office. So in theory, she could decide to run for re-election and join the already crowded field for Feinstein's replacement, which already includes Congressman Adam Schiff, Barbara Lee, and Katie Porter. In New York, former President Donald Trump is expected to attend the opening of a civil trial in New York for charges of fraud by the Trump Organization. His team is trying to turn this into a rally cry for supporters, and this very much underscores how the norms of politics have very much been twisted upside down in the Trump era, where a candidate for the White House is able to turn this into a benefit for him uh, with his own party base. Just a reminder that in this case, Trump is accused of being held liable for overvaluing his properties, and according to the New York Times, if he's found To be liable, uh, he could face as much as a $250 million fine. The ruling also leaves his assets, including Trump Tower itself, vulnerable to seizure, according to the New York Times. And back to the Capitol, to the chaos. I spent most of my Sunday working the phones talking to Democrats, McCarthy allies, and people who are allied with Matt Gates, trying to figure out how this is all going to go down. So just to sort of lay out the process first... As soon as Gates files a motion to vacate, we expect Kevin McCarthy to move to table. That basically means kill it uh, in its tracks. And he has as many as two days to do that. So we could see that vote happen today. We could see it happen tomorrow, or we could see it happen Wednesday. In theory, if Gates does have the votes to make sure that the motion to vacate hits the floor to try to oust McCarthy, Democrats could actually step in to save McCarthy themselves. There's been a lot of talk about this over the weekend. Democrats have been talking on the phone, exchanging text messages, and some of them have even created lists, uh, wish lists, I should say, uh, of all the concessions they want McCarthy to make if he has to turn to Democrats to protect his job. So first question on this, how many followers will Gates have in this motion to oust McCarthy? Right now, Republicans are telling me it could be anywhere from just a couple to as many as 21. They're looking at the number of Republicans who actually opposed the House Republican CR just a few days ago. That was 21 members, and they think that's sort of the highest threshold that he will have at this point in time. Most people think it's probably closer to a half dozen or so, but at this point, nobody really knows because folks haven't weighed in. There is some belief that Gates actually might have undercut his own effort to remove McCarthy by leading Republicans to oppose the Republican CR. Now, some conservatives like Scott Perry in the House Freedom Caucus are actually blaming Gates and his crew for the fact that they got rolled by the Senate and had to accept a clean bill. Will that blow back on him enough to actually save McCarthy? I'm not sure yet, but we'll be watching that closely today. 
As for Democrats, I asked a bunch of them yesterday if they would be willing to help McCarthy keep his hold on the speakership. And all I heard from Democrats was actually fury and scorn about the speaker. A lot of Democrats are still smarting about how he introduced the clean continuing resolution on Saturday and only gave them a few minutes to actually read the document before they voted on it. One person told me that it was an astonishing show of bad faith that he wouldn't even give Democrats time to actually scrub the legislation and force them to resort to delay tactics to try to actually have time to figure out what they were voting on. Democrats are also furious that McCarthy went on CBS Face the Nation yesterday and actually blamed them for the shutdown brinksmanship. Those of us who have covered the past few days on Capitol Hill know the brinksmanship was completely caused by McCarthy and specifically the conservatives who have been pushing him to the right and saying he can't negotiate with Democrats. Beyond that, Democrats say that, yes, their gut instinct is to save the institution, but increasingly they're wondering if saving the institution actually means letting him twist in the wind and meet his fate, even if it means getting ousted. A lot of Democrats say they do not trust him, and they talk about all the things he's done over the years, from backing Donald Trump after January 6th, from reneging on the deal he cut with the White House on spending caps, for sinking the national defense reauthorization that had been bipartisan and then turning it into a conservative Republican red meat bill. And they're also angry about McCarthy moving forward with Biden's impeachment, an impeachment they think is a total sham. Still, they're not completely ruling out cutting a deal with him. And Democrats are expected to meet sometime in the next 24 hours to actually talk about whether they want to back him or whether they all want to stay united against him. In terms of a deal, I mentioned earlier that Democrats are making wish lists right now. Some ideas that have come up are forcing McCarthy to end the Biden impeachment inquiry, making him reallocate committee assignments to make sure Democrats actually have more seats on prized committees. And there's even this idea floating around out there to make the House Rules Committee evenly split between Republicans and Democrats. I think the most important thing to know about this is that if McCarthy gives Democrats any of these he's likely to lose support from Republicans. If he makes a deal with Democrats, the number of Republicans who are currently supporting Gates in the effort to remove McCarthy is only going to grow. Republicans, even McCarthy allies, told me yesterday that if he has to rely on Democrats, this is going to be a problem for him. And so even if there's a few Democrats who step up to try to table this motion to oust him, Gates could bring this up again and again and again. And each time the thinking goes, McCarthy could bleed more and more support as he relies on Democratic votes to keep his job. As for McCarthy's camp, they're sounding quite bullish and optimistic. McCarthy was on TV yesterday saying, quote, bring it, that he is sort of sick of this being hung over his head. And I know a lot of his staffers feel the same way. They just want to get this over with. And we're just going to have to see if that confidence is well-placed. But, you know, people have written McCarthy off before and he's been able to survive. We'll have to see if he can survive again this week. As for the rest of your schedule today, the Supreme Court starts its new term and student loan payments are going to be resuming. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening.